It's football and other F-words. My name is Zach Lines, and I'm, we're trying to position ourselves right here. There we go. Now that feels better. We got so a little I'm bit of room. Up, I'm taking up too much of the frame. You're fine. You're fine. Don't worry okay. about it. We're there. Uh, football and other F-words brought to you by Bluegrass Beverages in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Go there for all your liquor needs. They've been around for 50 years. That's longer than the Senior Bowl's been around. Did you know that? Is that right? I don't I, know. I, I that's had, not a verifiable fact, I, but that sounds like are it. Are there not signs everywhere saying this is the 75th <laughs> annual? I thought, it was, no, I thought it was 75 years that Jackson State's been around. Jacksonville State. This is South, South Alabama. Alabama. That's what I said. Okay. Uh, but I thought right. that's what it was. But this is the Senior Bowl. We're here. We're, we're going to try and work into some of your questions, so make sure they drop them in the comments section. There we go. Um, yeah, the Collinsworth slide. I should I should have done that. Like they <laughs> like this. The Collinsworth slide oh, for those on YouTube looks pretty execution. good. Perfect. Thank execution. you, QC Hawk. Thank you guys for joining us. YouTube, everything. But we could not be down at the Senior Bowl if it not for our travel sponsor, Lions Ford, which is right down here. If you're looking at LionsFord.net, Lewisburg, Tennessee. Guess what? My last name is Lions. That place is called Lions, so I'm giving you a guarantee you are going to get the best deal on a new car, on a pre-owned car, no matter what. If you go down to Lions Ford, Lewisburg, Tennessee, go to lionsford.net, text them, call them, email them. It doesn't matter. Get on the website and chat. Whatever your car needs are, they have a full parts department, a full service department, and they have a popcorn machine. But to me, that is everything. Gourmet popcorn or good popcorn? Good popcorn. We're talking okay. like good movie theater yeah. style popcorn, and that's what matters. So we're down at the Senior Bowl, obviously, but there's a lot of NFL news, a lot of Titans news, a trying lot of things up. to discuss that we're trying to keep up with. Mm -hmm. So we ha also had some discussions about Derrick Henry. We had some discussions about Mike Vrabel on our way down. So we wanted to share that stuff to you. If you want the detailed, the juicy gossip, the senior bull scuttlebutt, what we think of about our prospects, what we think about what we've seen, detailed stuff, stackingtheinbox.com will have a video later today for you. This will just be a little bit of an overview. This is like an appetizer. Yeah, a amuse bouche, if you will, of senior bowl of senior bowl information heading your way. But we're mainly going to be talking about Tennessee Titans. And we need to start with all the staff changes that have happened for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And we're going to get into trouble here. Because we are. I, I, I'm going to try and remember all this off the top of my head <laughs> of what is going on. We know that, first off, let's talk about where, what the state of the NFL is right now. The commanders, the most attractive free agent job or attractive head co coaching job, so. does not have a head coach. And now their 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 uh, golden boy, golden child, Ben Johnson decides to stay with Detroit. Ben Johnson stays. Uh, ben Johnson decides to stay. Mike McDonald goes to Seattle, who would have been a perfect hire, a fit with Adam Peters. It's kind of crazy that everybody thinks Adam Peters is the San Francisco golden boy, the heir apparent to John Lynch, and that's why he wasn't taking jobs. I guess that changed maybe in San Francisco, but Rand Carthon yeah, so won. Adam Peters zero in the head coaching Ooh, search right now. So just want to yeah, throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, we got thoughts. JT Runk has said uh, thoughts on tacos. Uh, <laughs> we love tacos. We eat yeah. tacos normally like a normal person. I like to deep throat one every once in a while. Yeah, but I mean, do you like cup it? Cup it. You got to pay attention to the, uh, the, the I'm hand. I'm not going to go yeah, that far. Yeah. This is a, it, this it is was, a, fo a football show. Yeah. You don't have to it, get into that kind of thing. That is for sure. It was, uh, it was an interesting thing to witness last night uh was, to say the least interesting would be putting it mildly. I, I ate my hot dog like that today just to yeah. kind of see what it would you feel did. like you did and it's uh, you know it's it's not bad 
I will thought about taking a picture, but I did not want us to get shut down and thrown out of the senior bowl. Oh, Too saucy, yeah. not safe for senior bowl. Yeah, that's true. NSF, we put that SB. on the OnlyFans. Yep. Uh, so we got all that happening, which leads to, you know, Mike McDaniel taking the Seattle Seahawks job. Yes. Which brings us to Denard Wilson, who we both are pretty high on. Well, and the coaching search so far for the Tennessee Titans has been relatively newcomers. Not a lot of old heads coming through those doors. Defensive back coaches, too. Yes, defensive back coaches, specifically the Browns uh, defensive backs coach, whose yeah. name escapes me currently. Brandon Lynch. Yes, Brandon Lynch. Take a stab you at are, it. You are correct. You okay. nailed it. All right. Uh, now that you said it, Brandon Lynch, uh, Denard Wilson, Shane yeah. Bowen is kind of being kept around as well, kind of lingering out there, even though his assistant coaches yeah. are dropping like flies all what around you, him. What do you think they told him? Like, hey, will you just hang back and a little bit and just kind of let us see how uh, this whole thing unless he quits. Down? I mean, he there ain't nothing he can do because he's under contract. <laughs> yeah. And that's what matters right now is that it's wild. So with Mike McDonald taking the, the job with uh, Seattle, who I'm a fan of, by the way. Right. We, uh, we both McDonald. are. So you got Denard Wilson is going to go with him. Is he going to get the Ravens defensive coordinator job? Or let's be honest here. He's done a virtual interview. He's done an in-person interview. The Titans have now satisfied the Rooney rule with Brandon Lynch. Um, so I'm thinking like, to me, it's like, he's just got to choose, right? So choose your own adventure for Denard Wilson. Yeah. And he will likely not call the plays in the, in Seattle. So why go there? Mm -hmm. Uh, he may have the chance to do that here in, in Baltimore. But what if they bring back Don Martindale? I don't know. I, I mean, is, he, is Martindale going to get another run, you think? Yeah, oh yeah. Somewhere yeah. he will. Okay. I, I would be very surprised if he didn't. Of course, Brandon Staley has not taken a job yet. Now that McDonald's gone, you could bring Brandon Staley and probably never miss a beat. So yeah. at some point, though, Denard Wilson has to, and for lack of a better phrase, shit or get off the pot and decide what's going to happen. And maybe this is his only option. We'll never, we may never know. But I'm all in on some Denard Wilson. It's I, gonna be, I'm going to be very disappointed if it's not Denard Wilson, Tennessee. I, I am too. And the question I was going to ask you, is it a foregone conclusion that he would be the candidate to be elevated to the defensive coordinator position, which it already sounds like you've said might be a chance we get all wink in there. Yeah, well, you got Anthony Weaver as a possibility. Of course, oh, he's also true. on the commander's job yeah. uh, head coaching mm -hmm. board. You also have Zach Orr, who's their linebackers coach, is highly yeah. coach who's highly regarded. Yeah. But I've never, yeah. I haven't seen anybody say, well, they could bring back Martindale. Yeah. Uh, and two, like, which would you choose? Which seems like the better situation for, to from the um, the standpoint of your professional resume as a coach? I would say that you would get more recognized and, and probably if you maintain the level of the success with the Ravens, then they know that, hey, that guy is the next Mike McDonald. Yes. Okay. If you are looking, um, if you're looking at us, I would say that you may have more room for improvement because there's nothing here. Like, you can With show. the Ravens, there's like, okay, well, you still got Kyle Hamilton, Roquan Smith, and all these other guys. The question would be, is the is the result the byproduct of coaching or... Or the prior coach's system exactly, that's put in yeah. place or the Whereas players? If you come here, it's, you know, if you can turn this defense around, it's probably because you're a good coach. Yeah. Pretty cut and dry. Well, flip it to the offensive side of the ball. Nick Holes is, uh, was a guy that was the first guy mentioned. Eric Studisville. Thad Lewis, 
which who which is a very interesting yeah. name. But again, out of all the coordinators that are being interviewed right now, Eric Studisville is the oldest, and he's late fifties. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a sign of the times that I feel like. This you're not going to have a lot of recognizable names. Direct most recognizable and tenured name could be Justin Otten staying on staff. Yeah, which is interesting because uh, as of this recording, oh, they're they're calling the cops on us now. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Blue lights flashing in the distance. The um, it came out today that Justin Otten's still still hanging still around, hanging huh? around, and yeah. uh, which I he thought was, it was one a, of the names that yeah. we we've discussed. I I don't know if it's been publicly or not, but we talked about him as a guy that potentially could stick around yep. under Brian Callahan. Good football coach. Oh, he's he's a good football coach. He's, he's kind of a diverse background and experience yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. And I, that seems to me, like when I look at a guy like Thad Lewis or Brandon Lynch, you know, Brandon Lynch has been with the Browns, but he's also been with East Carolina. Yeah. He's been in the college mm-hmm. ranks for a while. But Thad Lewis is interesting because he's learned from under Chip Kelly. Yes. So people, yes. and we heard a couple of weeks ago, or maybe just last week now, everything's blending together, but it's there was rumblings week. while we were in Chattanooga that yeah. um, Chip Kelly may be getting a job back in the NFL. There are people interested in Chip Kelly. Well, why not get a Chip Kelly disciple in Thad Lewis, who has done wonders, of course, with the Buccaneers and worked up, but it's very limited. But he also interviewed for the Buccaneers offensive coordinator position. Yeah. So he's a wanted man as well. And I'm. We know that Pat O'Hara is gone. We know that Jason Hotelling is gone. We know that Charles London is left. We know that Tim Kelly is gone. We know that Rob Moore, Tony Dews, ain't ain't much left besides Justin Otten in that room and maybe some uh, assistance. And then over on the defensive side, you have both linebacking coaches went out the door in uh, Zach Orr. Ryan Crow's not being kept around either. Mm -hmm. Not Zach Mm -hmm. Orr. Uh, Bob. Ah, fuck. I don't know his name. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking the last guy, the last guy is yeah. like Zach something as well, the assistant linebackers coach. Mm-hmm. Lori Locus is still hanging around. You got Terrell. Coach T, T-, Coach T is Coach still, out still around. Yeah. Uh, Chris Harris, I don't think, has been officially let go, if I'm not mistaken. But, not, that I've, not that I've seen. Uh, but, I've and of course, Shane Bowen. Bubble, so so. Here's, here's the question for you. And this is a question from Andrew in the chat. How much longer do you think till we hear who the coordinators are? I don't know. I mean, Brian Callahan said that he's not in any rush to get this done. They're not the volume of interviews is nowhere near the volume that they had for the head coaches where it felt like every every couple of hours we were hearing a new name in the uh, the head coaching search. But it doesn't seem like that's the case with the coordinators. It's been very slow, very deliberate. And I, you know, I, I kind of think the longer this goes on, the longer it's going to go on. If that makes sense. Oh, well, that's very insightful. <laughs> um, I will say this. What are the chances that Coach T is down here auditioning right now for a defensive coordinator position with the Tennessee Titans? Could be, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised. We were making jokes about him still being on the field in all his Titans gear. Like wearing the yep. Titans hoodie out there. We're like, oh, he must still be. Maybe he knows something that, that we don't. He's still, you know, brand loyal. But... I like him. His players like him. I think it, it could be a case where they're kind of keeping an eye on things. And and maybe, you know, the, the wild card here is that if he's down here focusing on coaching responsibilities, can he not make time for an interview? Are they just kind of holding out 
like keeping a few pieces in place so that once the senior bowl's over with and we go back to life as normal, maybe we see that Coach T gets brought in for an interview. Uh, what do you think about this? Because uh, we got home last night. And I was like, well, I wonder what Jared's lineup on his show was. Yeah. And it was about 30 tweets. And Andrew brings it up. Not Jared, but he just wonder, He he's just thinks it's weird. Yeah. And, but Jared, of course, goes overboard with it. And about him not being down here, Rand Carthon not being down here. They're interviewing. They're talking to the staff. They're doing all of this. There's a difference between, to me, slow playing it. Okay. Yeah, which they're doing, taking their mm-hmm. doing their due diligence, and then just like throwing it to the wayside, and they're not really doing anything. Yeah, sure. So I think we haven't seen. I've seen Mike Tomlin, I've seen Nick Casario, but other than that, there's not been a lot of action on the sidelines of coaches and GMs. It's mainly been scouts. It feels like. Yeah. So I don't think this is a big to do or big deal that he's not down here but i, don't I do think so either but i do want to say that i think that what they're doing is they're going through the entire staff it's not just the coaches they're interviewing the strength and conditioning department people they're interviewing other people and they're doing it together in the in the sense of collaboration they're setting up interviews there's probably a lot of interviews that we haven't heard because maybe the offensive line uh, requesting to talk to an offensive line for the Tennessee Titans open position just doesn't get the headlines like Seahawks and <laughs> and, and what's enough. going on with the commander. So we Fair may enough. not know, but I don't think it's a big issue that they're not down here. In fact, I have seen several, several teams with just, in fact, the, the Giants team was right behind us uh, earlier. They're just, inter- they, they just, vi- they film. Yeah, they film and then everybody can watch it back at the office. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think there's a big thing to have to be here because, I mean, the senior you've discussed this, I believe, with Cole Strange, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But it's just speed dating. It really is. That's what Cole Strange called it. He said that it's it's speed dating. You go in a room and they just kind of rotate the uh, the scouts, the personnel people. I don't even know if if these prospects really know who they're talking to. They just see the logo on the shirt and they're like, Oh, I talked to the Titans this week. You yeah. Know, that kind of deal. Um, and, and those are even then they're not like these really extensive interviews. You get like 10, 15 minutes with everybody. And then you might do it again later in the week. And that's that. All right. You ready to make some people mad? Are we going to, we're going to make some people mad. I, I think we're going to make some people mad. People are going to okay. get upset. People are going to oh, call us crazy. I, know, I think I know what you're about. Uh, to we, we got two yeah. topics that we talked about on the way up. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm going to start with the Mike Vrabel topic. You don't want to. You don't want to we'll, tick people off and then try to win them back no, on the back no. end. We'll I don't. Just, I don't know. Okay. I, I we'll think. Just, I think we'll we'll win them back with our Senior Bowl coverage. Okay. 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 I like that. So I here like that. here's where I'm at on Mike Vrabel. Um, I believe Buck was going to say something today on his show, and we have not listened to his show, so I'm sure it was some kind of spin from Vrabel's side that, oh, well, he just doesn't, he wasn't really interested in any of these jobs and he's going to take a year off or whatever the spin may be. But the fact Mm -hmm. of the matter is nobody wanted Mike Vrabel, seriously considered Mike Vrabel. And we got to thinking, why does everybody think it's just an automatic that Mike Vrabel is going to get a job in 2024? Let's run through, because first off, you have eight teams already going to be knocked off the list because they're the ones that hired a head coach this year. Yeah. And so right away, we're down to 24. We're down, we're down to 24. We know that, and that includes, obviously, Tennessee Titans. Then yeah. you got the guys that hired people last year that found success. We went through all 32 teams. 
and take into account that, okay, let's say the Jaguars fail to make the playoffs this year in 2024. Does Doug Peterson, does Doug see, Peterson get fired? Start to warm okay, up. so yeah. maybe the Jaguars is one of our big maybes. Yeah. Could look at pivoting from an offensive coach that seems to have some issues down in Jacksonville, who has had issues with players before. Maybe they go offensive head coach there. Yeah, or a defensive head coach would bring in Mike Vrabel if they fire Peterson. Rain in, rain in uh, the yeah. roster a little bit, the locker room. It's it's a good so situation, but it, and then talent. you're taking a coach that knows the other team pretty well, even though it's a diff- different vibe, I guess yeah. you could say. So I yeah. kind of, so I kind of am thinking, okay, maybe Jacksonville, okay, maybe Dallas, maybe Dallas. But now you have Ben Johnson out there, and I'm kind of thinking that maybe yeah. he's waiting for Mike McCarthy to get fired. And Bobby Slowick, Bobby Slowick could be out there. So do they go from Mike McCarthy to Mike Frable? That is a pivot. So uh, the, that's the big thing in the NFL is to kind of pivot from one person to another in terms of philosophy. And I think the only other one that we thought of was maybe the Giants. Well, I lobbied for the Eagles because yeah. of some of the reports coming out of Philadelphia about Nick Sirianni, and maybe he's on on the on the hot seat in uh, 2024, and maybe he doesn't have full control or support of the locker room, and they need a guy that can kind of unify people and um, unify people and kind of stabilize the um, the culture there. Maybe he would be there. We talked about the Giants, but also your the, question was, was like, isn't he just from, like defensive Brian Dable at yeah, this point in terms from, of personality and yeah. everything? That's kind of where I was at. We also kind of floated out the Buccaneers, but then if you get rid of Todd Bowles, are you really going to hire a defensive head coordinator? And we ran into that situation yeah, a for lot. a few teams. Matt Eberflus yeah. would be another one. So yeah. like there's mm-hmm. like Mike Tomlin would be another one if he for some reason were to get fired. Yeah. There's just like there's a lot of defensive head coaches that could get fired theoretically, but you're not sure. going to go to Mike Rabel. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Mike Vrabel gets a job in 2024. And I think that we need to, what we have learned in t- now in this offseason, we should, we all should be adjusting the thought of the NFL. Fair. How they Fair. view Mike Vrabel. Yeah. And I now, don't think, I think that the media really respects him. I'm not so sure. I'm sure they respect him, but I'm not so sure these league owners really are looking for a Dan Quinn or Mike Vrabel anymore. Well, and my question to you, this was right after he was fired. And I, I, I don't where we, we both have talked about this, but I agree with oh, Kenneth. that's where we're going. That's where we're going. Yeah. I think it's Ohio State. Yeah, I um, but I, I asked you, you know, if we 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 found out after the fact that Amy Adams Strunk went to a, a brain trust of football people around the league and talked to them about her decision. If if we are to believe that um, Vrabel was so difficult to work with that ultimately she decided to sever ties, cut bait, and and move forward into the modern NFL, does does he think that this is not going to get around NFL circles? And if that's the case, and if this reputation is out there among the decision makers, again, we're the, the distinction here is we're not talking about the media here. We're talking about the the people that that fire and hire everyone in the organization, the owners. If, if he does have a little bit of a stink on him from this incident, how does that impact the perception of him moving forward? Yeah. And, and, and Kenneth does bring up a good point because you brought it up too, was Vrabel hates the so NIL recruit. and hates recruiting recruit. or hates the NIL. But to me, it's like 
now with the introduction of NIL, NIL is just free agency in my mind. And but the NIL, they have people. They have whole departments to handle this. And I don't know if maybe Mike Vrabel, when, especially if you have a guy like Stretch you could bring with you, Mike oh, Vrabel man. may not have to do any of the stuff that has to do with NIL, and he could just probably coach because they got deep pockets anyway at Ohio State. Let the yeah. alumni handle, handle all that stuff. Yeah, and, and seeing how this coaching cycle went for him has kind of made me rethink my opinion on his going to the college mm-hmm. ranks. And then you brought up the, um, the NIL staffers that handle all the stuff so that he theoretically wouldn't even have to do it. And it sounds like a sweet deal, but if he wants to be a head coach, man, I'd, I don't know that it's a given that he's going to get that opportunity in the NFL again. I agree. Okay, let's get, let's get some people riled up. Okay, here we go. All right. Okay, so we were talking about Derrick Henry on the way down. I thought this was behind closed doors. Yes. said in confidence yeah. that you wouldn't tell uh, the whole world on the internet what I was what I was saying well, in that car. Well, we 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 talked about Derrick Henry on the way down, and we did. and I brought this up, and we were talking about how people have taken the words of Brian Callahan to mean that oh well, Derrick Henry is for sure going to that. Because yeah. and everybody's focusing yeah. in on the leadership of Derrick Henry. Yeah, I don't know if that's if well, they, if he's got the leadership I, that I would pay for. So you you told me that in the car ride on the way home, and my response was after a brief period of silence as we we each mold contemplated <laughs> yeah, the question, what I just said. <laughs> I turned to you and I said, "Have we have we really seen?" Derrick Henry be the the vocal leader. Well, and, and I I don't think we have. We've seen Tajay Spears be the vocal yeah, leader while yeah. Derrick Henry's on the sidelines doing nothing. We've Derek. I think people confuse Derrick Henry's on field performance as as leadership. And listen, we're not in the locker room, well, but Derrick Henry's words himself on busting with the boys was, you know, we're sitting here during this losing streak. I'm looking around the locker room. We're having a terrible year. I'm looking around the locker room, and I don't know who I go to. Yeah, you're that guy, dude. <laughs> you like, you're that guy. You're the guy that you should be rallying to troops, and he's not. So, like, what are you paying for? You can't say. I think saying, well, you got to have locker room leadership. You got you got to bring back Henry to have locker room leadership. Well, I don't know where 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 where's the evidence that that is correct. Yeah, and especially if you already have a guy that figures to step up and replace him that has that shown is already it. showing those things, including Will Levis. We don't even talk about Will yeah, Levis. It, it, it's encouraging, man. Now, I do think that you can lead by example, and I think it's encouraging for guys to see him go out there and break off a 99-yard run. It's encouraging for guys to see him in the weight room, the freakish things that he feels does. feels like he's more inspiration than yes. leaderation. Yeah. Is that a word, leaderation? Yeah, sh- sure, absolutely, but... I think for the the fiery rah rah, gather everybody around, fire you up, let's go win this game. I just don't think we've seen that with Derek. It's Henry. it's only been via a big run, like you said. Yeah. We we've yeah. never seen him be the Jeffrey Simmons guy on the sidelines. We've never seen him be the Will Levis guy coming off the field. We've never seen him be Ty J Spears just chatting up everybody, trying to keep them motivated during a Miami Dolphins yeah. game. And I can't think of a time that I've seen that Derrick Henry. It's always been. He's more of an inspirational symbol through via his actions on the field yeah. than he has been the guy that's going and the the, the busting with the boy stuff. Just like I was just like you're that guy. And, that's and, you. <laughs> and man, 
what what happens then if he's not breaking those long runs yep. anymore? Not getting those carries. But then you got into like the dead money, the cap situation, the contract. And I just, I land on, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense for this team to invest what it would require to keep his services at a time when they are shifting in philosophy. It's a new regime. It's a new quarterback. Uh, seems like it's going to be a new offense. I, I don't think that's a stretch to say at this point. Like at this point, it's you know a new what? team. The, it, the window's closed. The, the door has closed. It's on to the new era but, of Titans football. And he's also said, and I think this is a bit, this to me, this point, supersedes anything else we have just said. Sure, this point right sure. here is everything you need to know about the Derrick Henry situation. He wants to compete for a Super Bowl. That ain't happening here. I'm sorry, everybody. So. That's not happening here by the time that Don't he is so. he's any good. I no. mean, like, he will be over the hill, past, the, past his prime, well before the Titans are competing for a Super Bowl again. Yeah. They may be playoff contenders, but they're not Super Bowl contenders. I think we can all agree on that. And if that's his big thing, this ain't the place for him. And that's no. fine. That is fine. Send he does not have to retire here. Right off to Baltimore. If you think that he has to retire here to to like him or to enjoy or to appreciate him, I think you're doing it all wrong and forgetting that you still appreciate Steve McNair. You still appreciate yeah, exactly. Derek Mason. You still appreciate the guys that have gone elsewhere. And, and Don't worry about it. Listen, Derek Henry at this point is probably one of, if not my favorite Titans, of all time like this run has been so special to be a part of and we will always have that as fans but we've we've got to know when it's time to move on all right stoney we are we are cruising through this episode this is this will be oh dang okay the shortest football and other f-words podcast we in gotta, a long long time we got to get to Wenzel's, buddy yeah we're hey i'm i'm here i'm i'm ready to cook and you know what people do like shorter content sometimes so that's true that's true senior bowl guys that you wanted to kind of put on the people's radar right Guys that yeah. you have not, that they may not know. Like a guy okay. that I would give an example that you have talked to me about would be like Charles Turner or Bo Limmer. Yes, absolutely. Love love Bo Limmer. Love the pop there. I like Delmar Glaze quite a bit. I wrote about these guys, all three of them, in depth on stackingtheinbox.com. That piece is live, so you can go and subscribe and get it right away. But there are some feisty offensive linemen here. I don't think... So I, I know everybody's thinking left tackle, but I don't think there's what the Titans need right now is a, a franchise left tackle, right? You, if you're going to take a left tackle, it needs to be seventh overall. It needs to be Alt or Fashanu, right? That guy's not here in mobiles, but you do get some quality, quality action on the right side of the line. I like this guard from Utah. He's really impressed me today. Uh, Eguacan, the center out of Florida has been good. Again, these are all guys that I think could come in and contribute at center, at right guard, compete. There are some right tackles down here. They're probably not going to be in play for Talisi Fuaga. He's probably going to be a first-round pick. But, but Well, maybe. we have a question oh, about do? Talisi Fuaga. We do. And uh, if you'll give me one second, I'll scroll up to find it. Uh, this is from Team Ramrod 27. Seems to be growing momentum with the big-name draft media guys that Fuaga could go as high as likely as like the top seven, as high as like the top seven. How would you feel if the Titans drafted him at seven overall uh, over even a J.C. Latham, who is considered a better right tackle prospect? I, I still wouldn't take Fuaga over Latham right now. I would not take Fuaga at seventh overall because I do think he has some limitations in pass protection. He is a big, immovable dude that will put you in the dirt 
he will knock you on your ass but i don't see the smooth gliding athletic pass set guy that i feel like brian callahan and this this titans offensive staff is going to want at right tackle so i think he'd be more of like a luxury that you take later on and i i haven't heard the draft buzz that he's creeping up into the top 10 i think he's kind of a fringe first rounder late 20s at the earliest but maybe a possibility that he he kind of slides because of those limitations on day two i will say though to that point he has done well to address some of those concerns this week he looked good in pass pro today they had him out there and he just wins with his punch man he just stabs you in the chest and you just stop moving let's say the titans draft a wide receiver yes okay seventh overall they draft a wide receiver you're sitting there at 38 and you're looking at Fawaga, who somehow has fallen. Okay, yeah. let's say that Fawaga yeah. has fallen mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Let's say no, we're skip that. We're gonna skip. Yeah, we're, gonna skip we're done with Fawaga. Fawaga is has been drafted. Okay, we're okay. sitting at thirty-eight. Patrick Paul or Quinion Mitchell. Oh man, you know I've been I've been I've been crying for the Titans to invest like good draft capital and cornerbacks for the last couple of seasons. Um, and they have drafted good, good draft capital. They just have not they drafted hit good right. players. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Roger McCreary. Yes. But he's, he's an inside guy. Um, I think I would go Mitchell. I, I think I would go Mitchell. Okay. So you go Mitchell. You don't have a third round pick, fourth round pick. Give the people a tackle prospect in the fourth round. You have uh, to do it. Someone that can start. I think, Kingsley Suamatia might still be there. Suamataya, okay. I don't know. Um, How was he today? I, I think he's been okay, okay this week. I am not as high on him as a lot of other people. I know that there are a lot of like draft nerds that are super, super high on him, but yeah, I don't nerds. think his I don't think his his tape is all that great. I don't know what they're uh, what they're looking at. I know. I mean, James Foster told me to watch his Oklahoma tape. I haven't watched his Oklahoma game, but I, I'll watch that and maybe reevaluate. I think he's been good here. Guys were throwing rip moves at him today, and he's just he's kind of like Fuaga, and his frame is like thick, portly kind of guy. He's he was just immovable. Like guys were throwing moves at him, and he just wasn't moving. But I think, and it's it's in pass protection and like understanding his assignment sometimes where I think he drifts and gets lost a little bit. He looked a little like a deer in headlights against Texas, but he's had an okay week here. And I think he has the frame, the size and the athleticism that you look for in a left tackle. So you're, you're kind of in a position where you're taking a guy based on the traits and hoping that depending on who the offensive line coach is, you can kind of mold him into a starter. Uh, I want to talk about a few positions that, the Titans do kind of need to address. It doesn't necessarily have to be at the draft, but hey, we're at the Senior Bowl, so we need to talk about the Senior Bowl, right? The yeah. draft starts in Mobile. The draft starts in and Mobile. The drafts, the drafts start at Winslow's later. <laughs> hey, um, all right. The uh, the running back position. There's been a few guys. I want to highlight uh, two: Amani Bailey and Dylan Lobby, which you both can read about over at StackingInbox.com. But they are two guys that seem to be able to do it all, and Amani Bailey. Is your Isaiah Pacheco? I was about to say. And to yeah. me, the if you are looking, listen, I don't know what you thought that maybe he goes undrafted free agent. He's he may low. be a six six rounder or seventh rounder, but if you get him in the sixth or seventh round, that's a better use of resources than re-signing Derrick Henry or any free agent running back. Correct? Yeah, I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I and I still think that they could add a free agent thumper kind of running and, back. and let me say this by the way because we talked about this on the way down 
I don't necessarily, I think everybody's viewing the running back position for the Tennessee Titans wrong and yeah. not how it is over at um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, because everybody's used. Oh well, we always got to have a pass catching back, and then we got to have a, a between the tackles guy, or just get two guys that could do everything, and you don't have to worry <laughs> about anything like yeah. Zach Charbonnet well, and Kenneth if, Walker, yeah. like Joe Mixon and Chase Brown. You just get two guys that could do everything, and don't worry about it. I think if you end up with Spears and Bailey, though, I think you would still you might want a more physical, short yardage kind of running back just in case. So you well, that would be Julius Chestnut, maybe. I don't. Maybe know. it is Julius Chestnut. Yeah, but I, like I, I Julius don't know. Chestnut. I feel like Amani Bailey and Tajay Spears. I don't know if you need to go up the middle necessarily, but I think the Fair. offensive line could. Yeah, that open yeah, up yeah. the holes because Isaiah Pacheco he goes up the middle. He Chase does. Brown, Joe Mixon, they both do it. So get those guys. Don't get a Derrick Henry. There is no Derrick Henry anymore. There's not. Everybody wants. Don't get in a Zeke Elliott. Yeah, everybody. You know, everybody wants another Derrick Henry, but he's one of one. Well, one of one. Give up um, the ghost. Wide receivers. Um, I would say that the wide receiver that fits the bigger, stronger, faster down here is Ryan Flournoy. Yeah, I like uh, it. Xavier Leggett. Look at the ball. Leggett. He does not uh, do anything for me. And um, really I know that there are people that really lo- liken him to A.J. Brown. I don't see it. I think that Justin Graver, uh, uh, Music City Audible, said it best. He reminds me more of LaVisca Chenault. I can see it. He is. He's not wowing anybody, and I think Dane Brugler has said it best. He's been he's been on Xavier Leggett's head uh, this whole freaking week. Yeah, but he's like, yeah. Um, I don't see how people th- even have him in the second round, and I think I agree. I am I am anti Leggett, I'm and I am pro. I'm a Florinatic. Ryan Flournoy. He has Four shown nights. everything. He has shown speed. He has shown technique. He has shown the ability to catch. He's shown the ability to climb the ladder. He can do it all. Start, stop. That guy is bigger, stronger, faster, Ryan Flournoy. Concentration at the point of the catch down the field. I'm talking about a guy that has been clocked, hand-clocked, at a 4.3540 time. Yeah, that's nuts. This is, he's he, a freak. This guy's going to be a freak. He's going in the second round. Do you know I can guarantee it. Do you know if he's got a combine invite? I do not, but we'll check that later. Yeah, we'll check up on that. To, I, to, to me, that is the guy. That is yeah. the guy here that screams, Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee Titans, bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. And some of the receivers that I've liked just in general, Roman Wilson has mm-hmm. been pretty good. I think Ricky Pearsall had a couple of rough plays yesterday, but I think today he's rebounded. He, he looks pretty good. And then I'm not I'm not giving up on Luke McCaffrey yet. This dude was clocked at like twenty one miles an hour or something yesterday. Yeah. And he's a really clean route runner, really effective in a defensive back manipulation at the line of scrimmage. I thought he's had a good week so far. Uh, now, Easton is chiming in saying that Leggett had a couple of really nice reps and he's acquitted himself nicely. But Easton also said right before he left that he was one of the guys that didn't watch practice and didn't pay attention. So as obviously someone is feeding that him that information, like he eats a taco. So uh, I would assume that Leggett, from everything I saw, yeah, he had a couple of nice plays. He had a couple of nice plays yesterday. But if you're talking a second-round wide receiver, I don't see it. Yeah, he's been really inconsistent, and we kind of dove into uh, the why we've been unimpressed specifically with him on stacking the inbox. Yeah. 
video up there. Is it up there now? It is. is it, it is up the, there now. The, yeah. Not the one that we did uh, just a few minutes ago. That okay, one will that be up one, there later. Well, later tonight, we'll yeah. we'll dig into Xavier Leggett more. Yeah, I, and it's all about the expectation set. If you're yeah. looking, if you're talking about a guy that's maybe there in the third round or fourth round. Oh well, yeah, I take a chance on Leggett in the third or fourth, but sure. the first or second round talk is out the door for me. Um, and the AJ Brown comparisons are out the door for me as well. Everybody wants an AJ Brown. There's been an AJ Brown in every draft since 2019. Yeah, right. Um, uh, Malachi Corley is another guy that I've really liked, and I just want to say, <laughs> yeah, he's saying now he's sarcasm. Uh, Malachi Corley is a guy that I felt felt like he talk about a guy that actually acquitted himself from yesterday yeah malachi corley yeah. looked like he lived up to the debo samuel comps i really like him he's a guy to keep on your radar conference to, usa debo yeah we'll keep we'll keep you updated on all these guys uh cornerbacks we've already mentioned quinion mitchell i think he's going in the first round i don't think he's gonna be there at 38 uh but chris abrams drain uh, Jarvis Brownlee Jr. Jr. Yeah, and um, the kid from Fresno State. Yes, Fresno State. The kid from Fresno State has done well. Nehemiah Pritchett has done well. I'm so if big... you're talking about fourth, th this Senior Bowl is littered with quality fourth round cornerbacks. Yes, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And we did, we didn't even get to Andrew Phillips. I'm a big no, Andrew, Andrew Phillips. Phillips. Guy. Darius Robinson has apparently just been Ooh, shooting up the boards. Big long boy. We like Darius Robinson. I don't think he's going to be in play at the right time for the Tennessee Titans because I don't think you take him in the second round, right? I mean, I wouldn't, but I mean, you wouldn't I, be I mad? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with his draft stock. Yeah. Because there's some tweets out there. Well, some, there's some tweets that are kind of uh, speculative of his draft stock soaring as high as maybe even night one. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't see it, but I yeah. admit that I have not watched enough tape on him to have a thorough evaluation of him just he, yet. He shows up, but he's what not. He's, what it, he's doing down here is impressive, yeah. though. It, I feel like he's a more athletic Harold Landry. He's not a closer on his sacks. But from Ty Worth had told me this a long time ago, the biggest stat that he looks for isn't sacks in college. It's quarterback hurries because for whatever reason, those translate. Yeah. He has a lot of quarterback yeah. hurries. And Darius I, Robinson is having a hell of a week. I don't know if anybody has helped their draft stock from maybe fourth or fifth rounder to fringe day two. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Maybe I, even day one. Yeah. I, I mean, he is the, the, to the moon right it, now for it, Darius Robinson. It has been, yeah. I don't know if we agree with that, but that's what's happening down here. I, I like him a lot, but I don't know that I'm ready to uh, to jump that high for him. Um, I'm thinking about the Harold Landry comp, and I feel like I, I don't know Harold Landry's measurements, but just looking at the two in my mind's eye, which we all know is 100% accurate. muscle. I think he's more more muscular, yeah. more ripped, and a little bit longer too. Yeah, he like may I, be. I well, think there's more explosiveness. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that there's definitely way more explosiveness. Uh, but he's had a good good senior bowl, someone to keep on your radar. And Jordan Jefferson, we've talked about him a little bit, but also strong boy. I kind of want to talk about Tavondre Sweat at some point. Okay, the, okay. People aren't in love with Tavondre Sweat's uh, senior bowl so far, and he, James Foster of No Flax Films, and he may be talking about this on on the Hot Read podcast later, but he had mentioned that Tavondre Sweat's uh, pass rush win rate and all that kind of stuff is kind of uh, it's it's a bunch of bull hockey. He is uh, a really he's a really big dude, really powerful, and when he can just do that, and is he going to be the guy everybody overthinks? 
maybe, maybe, I don't know. I, so yesterday everybody was mad because um, the defensive line for the American team, they're basically just bull rushing all day. Like there mm-hmm. wasn't a, a wide set of pass rush moves that they were applying. We are still allowed here. Aren't yeah. We? Is yeah. There, yeah. We're okay. good. Yeah. There's still people around here working. Um, not a, not a wide array of pass rush moves yesterday. They did more of that today, but people were kind of like, ah, oh, you know, like these guys aren't, aren't doing much of anything. And then today they come out and they're using a little more of that stuff, but not Devondre Sweat. Devondre Sweat is still out there just bull rushing guys. And after our conversation with James, I'm kind of like, I am kind of rethinking him like, ah, you know what? Like maybe if you just need some of that, you need some beef in the middle of your defensive line. This is a guy that can win. Okay, well, if you put Tavondre Sweat next to Jeffrey Simmons, are you sweating? I don't think I would like that. Okay, wow. <laughs> I, wow because, I'm a little because, surprised. Well, I feel like it's going to be, I, I feel like he's one of those guys that has the hype that if we're to believe, I mean, he could be one of these like these prospects that, tumbled down the draft board after a week like this where some of his shortcomings are a little more exposed in this setting but where we stand right now the draft capital that i think it would require to get him i'm not on board with the titans using to get him okay that that will i think that's good if you want more senior bull stuff i think he's he's projected as a day two guy well right as we have moved on past it to well, i'm just sweat. i'm still i'm still thinking <laughs> still thinking uh interesting questions you ask <laughs> The uh, that will do it for us. Senior Bowl coverage. Oh, uh, stackingtheinbox.com is where you'll get even more in-depth coverage. We didn't. We'll we'll keep an eye on some Tavondre Sweat. We'll we'll do some Sweat stock watch uh, this for yeah, about day that? three. How about that? And uh, tomorrow morning, eight thirty a.m. on YouTube, on uh, Twitter, on uh, Facebook. We'll be there to give you your, our last, preview for the last, last day, day of practices, day three. It has gone by really quick. And then, of course, we will be here for the game. We're one of the, like, uh, there's thousands of media members. There will be 20 media members actually stay <laughs> for the game that are up in that booth. But we'll be there. We will hopefully won't be as hungover as we were the last time. We'll, we'll give you all of our information. We'll have a top 50. We'll do everything that we did last year that's going to give you the most information, the most bang for your buck, stackingtheinbox.com. That will do it for us. This has been Football and Other Efforts, sponsored by Bluegrass Beverages of Hendersonville, Tennessee. Been around just as long, maybe if not longer, than the Senior Bowl. We don't know. We'll have to fact check that. But 50 years, uh, Bluegrass Beverages, Hendersonville, Tennessee. And, of course, we have Lions Ford, LionsFord.net, Lionsford to Lewisburg, Tennessee, which is only 30 minutes south of Franklin, 45 minutes south of Nashville. But guess what? You don't even have to show up. They can do it all over the phone, all over email, all over text, get you the car that you want. Service parts, it doesn't matter. LionsFord.net, LionsFord, Lewisburg, Tennessee. But this has been Football and Other F-Words, and you have just been effed.